Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Sleepy Knots podcast. I'm your host, Erin, and author of today's ridiculous sleep story. How have you been? So much has happened since I last talked to you guys. We have a new member of our family. I am an auntie. My brother had a little girl, their first baby, and uh, the first girl of the generation. I'm so excited. I, I haven't seen her yet. Um, but when safety protocols allow, I'm going to buy her the biggest, fluffiest tutu and, uh, gift her one every single year because I didn't have any girls. And so, um, I get to buy all the girly things for her. So yay. Welcome to the world. Um, my new baby niece. I'm so excited to have her. Also, I have something exciting to tell you about that I'm going to be doing. So starting this week. I will be uh, guest hosting a a small spot on a friend of mine's podcast. And um, okay, so it's on the Metal Fitness Podcast. And um, I am going to be hosting a horror corner of sorts. All things paranormal, cryptid, um, you know, high strangeness and weirdness. That's what I'm going to be reporting on. So once a month on her podcast, the first Thursday of every month, I will have a little special news piece to share with all the listeners. Um, So if you want to check that out, uh, a little preview, I just want to tell you, this week is going to be all about the zombie woman of Seattle. So if you don't know what that is, feel free to Google it, or even better, you should come listen to my guest spot on the Metal Fitness Podcast. Um, So it's hosted by Stephanie. Um, She's a dragon-loving, geeky metalhead who um, helps other people uh, realize their potential, whether in life or fitness or self. Um, So she does a weekly unfiltered podcast to help motivate and, you know, just boost the masses. Um, All her clients leave her program either having lost weight or with new healthy habits, feeling stronger in mind and body. She's a personal trainer, uh, nutrition coach, and she focuses not only on the exercise, but the mental side as well. So yeah, if you want to, um, I'm going to put up links to her stuff and where you can hear my my guest spot on all of my things this week. Um, you can catch her podcast on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, um, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Again, it's called The Metal Fitness Podcast. Um, and I'll throw up a, uh, a link to her website where you can get freebies and find out more about what she does. But anyway, um, if you're into dragons and making some positive changes... Like, check it out. There's nothing to lose. Um, And also, you get to hear all about the zombie woman of Seattle. So, with all of that being said, are you ready to dive into this week's podcast? Okay, a little bit just beforehand about this. So, Jason Bateman is our subject this week. And I fucking love Jason Bateman. Now, do I love Jason Bateman and Teen Wolf 2? No. Do I love child actor Jason Bateman? No, not so much. Do I love Michael Bluth, Jason Bateman? No. I like scruffy, half-bearded, scraggly-haired, looks like he might have an ingrown toenail, dad bod Jason Bateman. Uh, I know that says more about me than it does about him. But um, I, so I started watching The Outsider just 
on HBO. I'm Mayor of East Town is coming to an end this week, and some of my stuff is ending because you know we're coming to summer, and I'm looking for new things to dive into as always. And um, he was he was in it. Now I will say, if you have not watched the show and you plan to, you should probably skip this part because I'm going to spoil it. So there's your warning. Um, Okay, with that out of the way, I'm only five episodes into this weird show. I did not realize it was a Stephen King show. And I'm going to throw this out. It's a hot take. I do not, I do not like Stephen King. I don't, I don't like, he's a fine writer. I appreciate what he's done for the world. I don't particularly enjoy any of his stories with possibly the exception of Dolores Claiborne, but I like the movie, not so much the book. Anyway, I know that's controversial as a paranormal horror author myself, but it's just not my jam. And when I found out it was his, I immediately was like, I like, I rolled my eyes. And, you know, it, an hour into the episode, I was like, oh, I've seen this on the X-Files. This is a fucking, this is a shapeshifter. This is so, what's the word? Chuggy. That's the new word for basic. Um, Granted, now that I'm at episode five, I'm still like, okay, I've seen this. It's an X-Files episodes, but I'm five episodes in. Jason Bateman dis-a-fucking-peered after one and one-quarter episode. I didn't even get two full episodes with him, but he was scraggly-haired, half-bearded, possibly ingrown, toenailed, um, you know, <laughs> dad bod. So it was perfect. I'm really irritated it was only one and a quarter episode. All right. With that being said, here's today's episode. So let's get into it. Okay. Are you ready? Let's find a comfortable space. Close your eyes. Relax. Take a deep cleansing breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. And let's prepare to lose ourselves in this week's silly sleep story called Jason Bateman and the Sea Turtle. When Jason Bateman's phone rang on that cloudy Saturday afternoon in Los Angeles, he had no idea what it was that his agent wanted to talk to him about. Jason, you're being offered the opportunity of a lifetime. There's a new special on Sea Turtles of the Galapagos that Netflix wants to make, and they want you to be the voice of the entire series. It would be a 10-episode season, and they're willing to offer you eight. Eight? Jason Bateman asked, confused. Eight million? Eight million dollars. Come on, man. You'd be a fool to pass this up. Can I, can I tell them that you're in? Like, you're going to sign you're in? Jason Bateman's eyes clouded with tears. He couldn't get the words out fast enough. No, absolutely not. If it were anything but turtles, I would say yes, but I don't want to work with fucking turtles. His agent sat in stunned silence for a moment. Dude, it's eight million dollars. Who gives a fuck if it's turtles or tampons? You won't ever get a chance like this again. You don't even have to go to the Galapagos. You don't have to get on a plane. You have to just go to a recording studio in the valley and record voiceover. There's literally nothing easier in the whole world. I fucking said no, Jason Bateman said before mashing his finger on the hang-up button of his iPhone and chucking it against the wall. He slumped against the wall and slid down to the floor. Why did it have to be turtles? Daddy, are you okay? 
he heard his daughter's voice echo down the hall. Uh, I'm, I'm fine, sweetheart. I'm going out to the garage. He stood and bolted for the garage door. He flipped on the light and headed straight for the shelves that lined the far wall in the four-car, mansion-sized garage. Teen Wolf 2 residuals had been kind to him in the late 2000s, and he bought a small fleet of dune buggies that now sat comfortably in the climate-controlled building. He pulled down the small wooden box from the very back of the top shelf and brought it over to his workbench. He pushed aside his tools and plopped the box down. He flipped on the radio and cranked up the volume. If he had started to scream, he didn't want his wife or kids to hear. When he opened the box, the memories all came flooding back. There was no stopping the tsunami of emotions that swirled around him as he pulled one item after another from the box. The first was a picture of him on the beach in Hawaii with his father. He was five and sat proudly on his father's shoulders, smiling wide while his dad grasped his spindly little boy legs and laughed. The sun shined brightly off of his father's bald head. It was a perfect moment and he was so glad his mother had been able to snap the photo. But that was where the pleasant nostalgia ended. Next he pulled out a small dried sand dollar and the tears were running freely now and his nose began to drip as he shuddered. He pulled out a small toddler-sized flip-flop and set it next to the photo and pulled out the final item, a large feather, the last item that memorialized the worst day of his life. It was a feather that belonged to the dreaded Hawaiian hawk. The Hawaiian hawk doesn't look too different from other hawks, but when it swoops down from the skies, it can often be seen throwing up the shaka sign with its talons and its screams always sound anti-semitic it's an asshole of a bird in general grasping the feather in his left hand jason bateman climbed into his lime green dune buggy that he had nicknamed dudley moore and lost himself in the memories of the worst day of his life he had been playing on the sand not long after the picture had been taken when he stumbled across a sea turtle that was trying and failing to make its way to the sea. Daddy, there's a turtle here that needs our help, little Jason Bateman had shouted across the sand. Well then, let's get that little guy to safety, his dad had shouted back and came to join him near the water. Upon closer inspection, they noticed that the poor turtle was not only far from the safety of the sea, but he had a little nub where one of his rear flippers should have been and his little eyes were permanently crossed. Jason Bateman had gently scooped up the little turtle and while his dad had explained to him all about birth defects in nature and the birds and the bees of turtle breeding, little Jason Bateman had felt his heart swell with love for the turtle and pride for saving it from certain death on the beach. Do you think he'll be okay, daddy? I think he's going to have a wonderful life, Papa Bateman had said. As they watched the little cross-eyed wonder start to paddle out to sea, a fucking Hawaiian hawk swooped down from the skies and snatched up the little turtle who literally did not see the raptor coming. Little Jason Bateman screamed and started running for the bird as it tried to fly higher and higher with the turtle in its grasp. He and his father watched in horror as the bird climbed 
and just when Jason Bateman thought that there was no way that this could possibly get any worse. The hawk unexpectedly let go of the turtle, and he watched as it plummeted from the sky at warp speed and smashed into his father's head. His father crumpled to the ground, and as he lay on the sand bleeding, Jason Bateman tried to make sense of what had happened. His father was dying, the turtle was dead, its shell cracked open, and it was all his fault. A local man came running to try and help as Jason Bateman screamed at the top of his lungs while his father's lifeless body let loose one last death rattle and then let loose its bowels and bladder. The bird must have thought your dad's head was a rock, the Hawaiian man said to him. They do that. Yeah, they take them up high and they drop them to crack the shells open so they can eat the insides. He must have thought your dad's head was a nice sharp rock. I'm, I'm so sorry, little man. And with two pats on the head, the Hawaiian man walked away. There was nothing more that could be done. Even the paramedics were horrified. It was the worst day of his life, hands down. He could never look at another turtle. When he was 16 and bought his first car, he refused to have it waxed because there was a turtle on the logo for the car wax. When the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were at the height of their popularity in the 90s, he was offered a role in one of the movies and he passed because if it weren't for him and those goddamn turtles, his dad might still be alive. And when his daughters were young and they begged for a pet, he bought them a pot-bellied pig instead of the turtle they had spent months begging him for. How could he spend 10 hours in a recording booth looking at turtles while he recorded? No, he couldn't do it. He couldn't be reminded of what he had done. Had he never seen that little cross-eyed fuck, they would have never tried to pick him up. They would have never gotten the attention of the hawk, and his dad would still be alive. Well, debatably alive. He would have been very elderly, but still would not have died from a turtle. He would rather do a stint on Dancing with the Stars or The Masked Singer than do this documentary series. Wait, The Masked Singer might try to put him in a goddamn turtle costume. Never mind, he would rather be unemployed for the rest of his life than do this. As he dried his eyes and returned each item to the box, swearing he would never look at them again, he started to feel a little better. He hadn't thought about that day in almost 40 years. He put everything back on the box and pushed it to the back with a resolve to carry on with his life turtle free and happy as he came back in the house he flipped on the tv and tried to distract himself he flipped over to pbs hoping to find an episode of antiques roadshow or something car related but instead he was greeted with the small green little shit franklin the fucking turtle the cartoon was on and blaring and he could not avert his eyes was the entire universe trying to fuck him he screamed in frustration, not realizing that the now senior citizen pet pot-bellied pig was in the room, napping peacefully in his crate. And when Jason Bateman screamed, it scared the pig so badly that he dropped dead of a little piggy heart attack or a piggy stroke. And when he did, he let out a little death grunt and then shit himself right there in the living room. Jason Bateman... His PTSD in full swing now threw his remote at the flat screen, and it shattered. Then he headed for the liquor cabinet because, fuck, what else could possibly happen today? The end. So that's it for this week. I hope you're asleep right now. If you're not, 
I just want to tell you thank you again for listening. Check out my guest spot when you get a chance. It'll be short and sweet and to the point. And again, until next time, as always, I hope you sleep well.